Hey guys, how are you? I'm Andre C. Hatchett with Black Men United. Here we have Mr. Lex Kelly joining us today. How are you, good brother? I'm good, King. How are you? Everything is great. Everything is great, man. Um, Black Men United, we are a new organization founded by Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am the first president of the organization, and we are here to unify, strengthen, encourage Black men to bring Black, black manhood and bravado Black to the forefront to bring the dudeness back out, assertiveness back out, and just get the job done as righteous black kings. That's our goal. That's what we're here to do. Right. Kelly is uh, one of the doodliest dudes out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm happy here, brother West. Uh, you know, I really appreciate you having me. Um, you know, I'm, again, I'm, I'm a huge servant and supporter of the energy and um, what you and Dr. Boyce are, are putting together and uh, what you've accomplished thus far. Um, I love the unity. I love the camaraderie, and I love the vision. And um, I, man, listen, I, I can, all I can do is is say thank you, and I appreciate you for even allowing me to share a little bit of that energy. Nah, man, I appreciate it greatly. Pleasure's uh, all ours. So, I, I guess let's get into it. One of the reasons why we found this organization is we realize a lot of black men don't know what manhood is. They've mm-hmm. just never been taught. So we're saying, okay. All right, so how are we doing? Like, we're not perfect men and we're not claiming to be perfect men at all. But we do know what it is to be a man. We do know what it is to be a male. We do know what it is to be responsible. Mm-hmm. What is your definition of manhood and or black manhood? Well, um, when it comes down to defining manhood, I mean, there's a lot of things that we have to we have to look at. And what ends up happening oftentimes in conversation is, you know, everybody seems will, will seem to define uh, manhood based off of a need um, or off of an experience okay. um, through their perspective. Perspective is reality. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody can look at the same object environment, people and see and have a completely different reality from the, from looking at the exact same thing. So what we really have to be careful about, even myself included is okay. Defining manhood. And does that definition fit every perspective in every environment and every situation? Because me defining what a manhood is from my situation and from my reality is completely different from someone else's. And if we're talking about unity and developing together as a group of people, an oppressed group of people, then we have to make, we have to be very careful not to ostracize or, um, or get to a place where we end up um, segregating ourselves through idealistic thought processes when it comes to what is the definition of a human being. And we and we got to be really careful. So when when we examine this question, and you know, when you ask me this question, you know, what is my definition, of, you know, of a man? I always got to go and say, well, what is the definition of a human? What is humanity? How do you how do we um, recognize somebody who recognizes humanity as a reflection of themselves? And then how does that fit into human connection? How can I connect with you? If I can connect with you on a human level and I can nurture you and you can nurture me, does that mean, I mean, wouldn't that make me a man just by sexual trait in itself? I'm a male. I have male genitalia. I can reproduce, you know, through, through, uh, through the portal of a woman. So now does that not make me a man? And and these are, and these are things that we really have to be careful with. And, um, and pay attention to when we have these conversations, especially when we're dealing with um, a time where we are seeing that there is systematic oppression. 
um, there is a blatant, there is a, there is a blatant, none hidden whatsoever. There is a blatant agenda to um, demolish and break down the cultural, the family, the psychological um, foundation of, uh, of black folk mm. and, you know, um, and people of color. And so we really got to be careful with how we speak with one another. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, what are three traits that a respectable black man must have? All right. Well, um, one trait, number one, is, uh, is to know themselves. Okay. Have a centeredness and an understanding about who they are as a person. To be in touch with their human side. Because before I'm a man, I'm a human. And if I can't connect with another human in a nurturing environment, or I can't nurture, or I can, can't go without harming, or if I don't even have um, the confidence that I can stand next to another human being without harming them, then there's nothing else I can do. There's no security there on any level, on any social level, there's no security. So number one, I got to know who I am as a human being and, and be in touch with who I am as, as a human being. Uh, the next thing is I have to have an awareness of my purpose. Why am I here? What nutrients, what trait, what, um, what um, talent, what understanding do I have that I know that I can offer and serve other people with? That's a good question. You know, I, 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 how do I serve you? How do I serve the world? How do I serve myself? And then the next thing is self-esteem. You know, do I love myself enough to protect what I, what I have to serve? Mm. A lot of us have purpose, you know, but we don't love ourselves enough to protect that purpose. So we end up self-destructing. We end up doing things to ourselves, to our mind, to our psychology, to our bodies that limit our ability to serve people through that talent or through that purpose that we innately have. Good point. Good point. I'll ask myself the same question. So when I think of respectable men, respectable black men, and again, we're not on a perfect campaign here. This is this is a manhood campaign, not a perfect campaign. At all. There's no such thing as perfect. Zero, and I do not want to categorize anybody or myself in that box. Mm-hmm. It can go very wrong very quickly. Um, the first thing that comes to mind when I think a respectable black man is a black man who holds himself accountable. Is a man who holds himself accountable. Um, if, if he messed up, he said, "Yo, I like that was that, like, I just messed up. I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would love to fix it for you if I can, or or, or make it up to you. But yeah, no, I messed up on it. That was my fault. My bad. I am sorry about that. That's number one. Um, number two is they help other men. <laughs> they help other black men grow, mm-hmm. groom, excel in any capacity that they feel comfortable in, or or, or whatever strength or talent they have. Mm-hmm. They're sharing that talent with a fellow black male to help him grow. Mm-hmm. So they're always in some form of mentorship, whether it's their child, their friend, a freaking stranger, a video, they are reaching out to other black men or maybe even one to mm-hmm. bring him along, help build him up. Um, the third thing is, the third thing is they take care of their children, whether in the household or not in the household. I have friends who I stopped talking to because they didn't take care of their kids. I'm like, how are you? How are you not doing this? And oh yeah, she's this, she's that. I'm like, dude, like I, I didn't say marry her. I didn't say that you guys should be together. I said, how are you not doing this? How are you just letting this be? How, how are you not 
going full blast at the, um, internally with you to being responsible for your child that you created. You got to be responsible for your children. I guess. You, you, it, there's, there's just no way around it. Right. Right. And, and you know what the, the, the thing is, is essentially we just said the same thing. You know, <laughs> you know, you talk about humbleness. Um, yeah, I mean, eventually, what you know, we said the same thing. I mean, your first thing you said is, you know, essentially be humble, you know, be able mm-hmm. to admit when you're wrong. Yeah. That takes the, uh, that takes humility. I'm humble enough to understand that, you know, I was wrong. I'm human. And, you know, and through my humanity and through my humility of humanity, I understand that I'm not a quote unquote perfect person. And there will be times where I will have conflict and I can apologize for that time to have conflict. The next thing you said was to be able to work and uplift one another. That's service. Service. Yeah. Service. Yeah. You know, how can I be of service? What kind of purpose do I have that, or, or what kind of purpose or what type of talent do I have that I can use in order to nurture the environment around me? Because when I nurture the environment around me, I by default nurture myself. Mm. Which then rolls into, you know, responsibility. Take care of your own. Take care of your kids. Take care of your family. Take care of your community. It's all the same. It's that human connection. And for you to do that, you got to have self-value. I value myself to know that I'm an emblematic, emblematic part within this community, in my family, in my child's life. Mm. If I'm not in my child's life, I then take a part of who they are, who they possibly could be away. Wow. So I got to have enough value to know that I'm important. <laughs> I'm important to my kids. <laughs> and I know that because I love myself and I value myself and I'm going to take responsibility for that thing that I know that I, that I value. So, yeah, I mean, it's We said that we, we know the same. Mm-hmm. We have the same understanding just in different words. That's, that's true. I was watching an interview um, on the breakfast club yesterday, I believe it was by a rapper, Beanie Siegel. Right. And I, this isn't the first time I heard him say this, or or many other brothers say this. There's this correlation with the word real and criminal activity, and especially harm on another black man. Right. Um, have you seen this? Uh, my bug and my wrong with this, or 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 or, or is this something that's been uh, branded as real um, equals harming a black person, a uh, black man fighting? Because you have to fight uh, for any reason. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there might be some selling of drugs involved. And I freaking hate it. I, I freaking hate this shit. I freaking hate this shit because as a male, as a man, as a black man, you know, real is, yeah, yeah, I'm real, I'm powerful. But, but when it's branded with bullshit, it's, it's, it's like, no, 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 jail is not part of the equation. You, do not, <laughs> you, know, you can avoid it. You can avoid it. No, right. No. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you, you know, you're right. And really what I would say, we got to look at this as side effect. You know, when we understand our history and how we've been groomed psychologically up to this point, um, you will start to see side effects. Just like when you're at home during the middle of the day and you see that commercial for male impotence. Hey, if you want to have a great sex life with your woman and they got the people in the background and there's having a great time, there's side effects is irritable bowel movement, you know, uncontrollable constipation. Like, listen, I don't want to crap myself. Like, what? Do you, hold on. What do you? It's a side effect. Yeah. And when we and when we look at the side effect and then paint the side effect as the problem. Mm. And we lose focus on healing. Black men, being a real man, correlating with drugs, harming one another, um, 
being correlated with some type of strength or aggression over aggression, that's, that, that's not, that's not the same. No, it is real. It's a reality. Mm -hmm. So when they say that's a real man, no, that's the reality of the life that's being lived at that point in time through Mm -hmm. that reality, through that environment, through that situation. But is it something that is, um, that is to say it's positive or nurturing? Absolutely not. That's a disconnect from humanity. But oftentimes, again, when we talk about black, black men united, one of the things that we're going to have to tackle is, is making sure that we don't chastise and we don't come down on the side effects of black men. We have to focus on the healing. What causes the side effect? What is the psychological breakdown or retraining um, that causes a mind to say, this is what real is. This is what being a man is. Being out, being out in the street and poisoning my community is what being a man is. Because in reality, what they're doing is survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. You know, the brain is going to translate, okay, how do I survive in this environment? And you got to ask yourself, how did you get in this environment? Who put you there? How did that environment get to where it is to where you feel like you can't, you can't manage? Matter of fact, let's go even deeper. How did, who taught you that the things that you think you need, you actually need? Who, who says that you need a, a $100,000 car? Who says that you need, you know, 65, 70 inch flat screens? Who says that you need these things in order to meet your human needs, mm. to do human things, to have connection, to have love, to have, who said you need all these exterior things? Again, you have to look at who conditions us. Yeah. Yeah. Where do we live? Where did this all come from? Where did it all come from? Where and did then it all how, come from? Right. And how does that define, how do we allow those things to leak into the conversation that comes in defining a man? Because what ends up happening is we end up being more harm than good. Hmm. So with the side effects, we have a challenge of side effects, I guess, without exercising our, our fellow black brothers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, for example, if you was just to do fitness, you know, um, you know, I've been in the health and wellness industry for years. Mm-hmm. And um, the first thing that I would do whenever I was practicing, you know, training, rehabilitation, I would, the first thing I would say, I would, I would assess them. I say, okay, well, let me look how you move. Do you have any past um, disabilities? Have you injured yourself in the past? Is there anything that you can't do? Or do you have any ailments? You know, I'm asking all these questions so that way I can prep for how I'm going to then heal you and get you better and get you to a different, but we don't do that when it comes to the psychology of our people. We never look and say, okay, how are you presenting yourself right now? And how do I need to reach, um, reorganize how I'm going to heal you? based off of how you presented yourself now. Mm-hmm. You can't train the same people alike. I can't train a 400-pound obese person with high blood pressure, hypertension, and diabetes the same way as I would train uh, somebody just walk, walked out of high school. <laughs> you, know, you, you can't. You know, and we, as, as a culture, we tend to try to put this one-size-fit-all definition on black men and women. And, and it, what it does is it harms us and it doesn't allow us to come together and really work well together. It doesn't allow us to go through a healing process together and gain that security and that trust. Mm. Because every five minutes, we're always trying to impose our own definition on what being human is or what's being a man is and what's being a woman. And we don't understand that we're picking up the same conditioning. 
we're saying that we're freeing ourselves. We're saying we're free thinkers. Yeah. In reality, all we're doing is just rolling from one idealism, another religion to another, another government, one form of government to another form of government. Because we're, we're not paying attention and we're not examining how we got here. How did I, why do I even think this way? Why do I even think that a black man is supposed to be this way? Why do I even think that a black woman is supposed to fit in this box? You know, I tell people all the time, my shit don't fit. Don't put me in a box. <laughs> it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. I ain't gonna fit. I'm not gonna fit. It's like putting you in a tiny coat. It ain't gonna happen. You too big, homie. <laughs> no. Something else like that we're gonna be challenging at Black Men United and hopefully the demolishing is, I'm not sure if this is a new thing or if, we, if, if it's gotten worse or it just got more public, but there are a lot of Black men who, who hate Black women. And they're very, very mean to them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not talking about interracial dating. It's not my thing, but, but I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I don't like people who do. I'm talking about just being mean mm-hmm. to black women as human beings. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it stood out to me when a friend of mine, Maria Lloyd, made a video. Uh, it, was, it was critical it was, um, um, of one of a black public figure in our community. And the comments that I was reading and the people saying these despicable things to her not, you know, hey, Queen, I disagree with your opinion. Here's my point of view. Or I hear what you're saying. Maybe it could have been worded this way. It was F you. You be this. Be that. Who the hell are you? You're mm-hmm. just a beep, beep, beep. Her skin color came into it. Her hair came into it. And I'm like, I mean, I had to, which I hate doing. I was arguing with people on social media during the daytime, which is. It, it makes no sense. A rule of mine. I'm like, like, like I could be with my nieces. Mm-hmm. I uh, I could be working on one of my companies. I could be at the gym. I could be sleeping, but I'm arguing with grown black men um, in, in in the daytime when I want to be doing a million other things. And I, I wasn't mad I was doing it because I have to defend the black queen. Like that's what I'm here right. to do, defend the black queen. I was just disgusted. That, again, it's not most. It's not all, but it's a it's a growing number, and right. they feel comfortable. I'm saying, how do you even feel comfortable enough to even do this? Well, there's no fear of backlash. Like, 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 like why is there no fear with this? Lex, help me out with this, man. Well, really, number one, you're right. Um, you do not argue because it's just like um, yelling at a movie screen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're arguing with a script. Mm-hmm. People behind computers are typing out a thought that is powered by a script that was created and conditioned by an environment and experience. So that brother who is willing to uh, publicly or on social media bash and demonize and break down his mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's hurt. And I made a video a couple of days ago where I said, um, um, hurt people, hurt people can't speak healing. Hurt people can't speak healing. Stop having conversations with hurt people because they're not going to be able to speak healing. The only thing they can identify with is hurt. Wow. Wow. So when it comes down to, you know, brothers who um, are, who hate their mother, our sisters, you know, what, what they're doing is they're projecting their hurt. I've been, <laughs> um, bless you, brother, uh, Abiba Fahudi. 
Okay. <laughs> anyway, you know what that is? A you know that, mean? that means black liberation. All right. All right. A Biba for Hootie. A Biba for Hootie. All right. Um, but, you know, so what you're getting is, is, again, a side effect. It's a side effect. These brothers are, are experiencing a side effect of being victimized by a hurt, a disappointment. You know, they, they, were, they had an expectation or idea of a woman and there was a woman that did not meet that expectation or there was a woman who projected her hurt and her pain onto him, which then caused hurt and pain to him, which now he's projecting on. So now you're getting this reoccurring cycle, which we know this is something that we deal with in psychology of the black community today. We're dealing with a psychological issue, a reoccurrence. And we have to be willing to sit down and address this and also understand that some people evolve in their own time. I'm not about to argue because I understand where you're at and you ain't ready right now. You're not ready to receive. I did another video uh, last week. You know, I was on fire last week. Uh, One of the most important videos I've ever done where I said people have to be in the space to receive. Yeah. Also got to be in in the space to receive and understand that we need, as black men, we need our women. They are our creators. They create the environment in which we build and work in. They bring us onto this earth. We will not be here without our woman. So to poison, break down, you know, uh, talk about disenfranch, do whatever, any what does not work in our best interest. So you can't be a builder of your people. You can't say I'm here for black people and not be for your black woman. It just doesn't work. It makes zero sense. It, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It, no. <laughs> no. Has it gotten worse in your opinion or is it just because social media is going Yeah, it's just, you know, it's social media. Now, it could be possibly worse because, of course, when you have social media, it's out here. You're, you're you know, you're going to be influenced by what you're exposed to. So now social media allows you to be exposed to so many different people that are not in front of your face. They're, they're, they're a filter in front of your face. If you're not an aware person, most just like you being able to watch horror films, mm-hmm. you know, you got people who can't watch horror films because they become fearful. They don't understand that it was a script and you have makeup artists and you have camera angles and you have sound and you have all this stuff that create the boot. If you don't understand that when it comes down to social media, you can very well be influenced. So, yes, I think it, it, it's a little bit of both. I think that it was already there, much like Trump didn't bring out you know, racism, it was already there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just what it is. The social media reminded, reminded you of what's already there. And it also gave energy to things that people who are on the line, on the edge or people who are straddling the line, you know, so it, it's what seems like, you know, there's more, but again, if it, it really depends on where your energy at, you'll see more. It's kind of like that favorite car. Once you, man, you see that favorite car boy and you only see one of them, but as soon as you get it, they everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you find that car, as soon as you oh, drive it, it's all over the place. They were there. You just didn't pay attention to it. Didn't realize you didn't attract it yet. Let's see. Let's Thank you for joining us at Black Men United. We appreciate it. Um, how can people follow you, find out about what you're working on, your movement? Um, right now, you can find me. The best place to find me is, of course, on social media. I'm doing a large amount of content right now, ramping up for um, – um, for for lexkelly.com will also be called uh, that's my word.com so i'm putting in a lot of content information so that way uh you know i'm here 
so you can find me at Mr. Lex Kelly on Facebook. You can find me at Lex Kelly on um, Twitter, Lex Kelly on Instagram. Um, of course, the best place is to be uh, on Facebook. And then coming out, coming the first of the year, um, I will have the blog site up. And um, hopefully I'll be able to get out here, get on the road, uh, start sitting down and growing and investing and nurturing minds and having the same done to me. Um, hopefully I can add energy to the Black Men United, you know, assist you guys in, you know, protecting and elevating and branding the mindset of the Black man. Um, and hopefully, man, I'll be able to really um, help people understand that our relationships, you know, this is all we're dealing with is a relationship issue. Yeah. You know, it's whether relationship with your woman is a reflection of the relationship with yourself. The relationship of your community is a reflection of the relationship you have with yourself. You know, so, so it's if you don't if you're not willing to examine yourself, um, then you're really not gonna be able to build solid foundations or solid relationships, especially when it comes down to marriage and kids. And then if you're talking about uh, uh, you know, black men united, we gonna need our sisters. Yeah. We can black men united is does not exist without sisters. Mm-hmm. So we have to work on healing and being each other's best interest and loving one another and understanding our value between one another and breaking down this whole definition of what a black man is, a black man isn't. Um, yeah, I, you know, matter of fact, you just sparked it. I'm gonna have to do a live or a video really breaking down uh, this definition and how careful we have to be about defining what a man, a black man or a black, black woman is in this, in this culture, because it could be really, um, it could hurt us a lot if we hold on and give energy to a, an idea that doesn't serve us. That's deep. That's deep. Lex Kelly, thank you for joining us. Um, if you haven't signed already, go to our website, blackmenunited.net, yes. blackmenunited.net, stay in tune and stay in touch. And let's bring our people together. Yes, um, indeed. I'm here with you, brother. I'm here. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's build these relationships, I'll man. I'll do it all, man. All right, take it easy, brother. Peace.